For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Let's do that. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were a but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy Bunny. Hey Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, <laughs> David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Well, 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 well. It is the big broadcast. We are live coast to coast on AMFM247.com. I'm getting a I'm getting a call. Why am I getting a call? Who is this? And I Lee is calling me. They called me 10 minutes ago. And I Lee. I don't know who And I Lee is, but we are gonna go. To my good friend Fred Catolo and Karu Papitz here in just a few seconds. Let's go to them. Let's go find them. Let's go see what the hell is going on here. We've got to ring the group. Uh, I, I always love ringing the group on Skype. It's always fun. And uh, <laughs> I just, I think we got both of them. Karu Papitz and uh, the legendary, the, the original ferret in the jello fight, Frank Catolo. I'm what? using the original what? You're the original ferret in the Jello fight. That's oh, one of your sayings. Jello, I see that. And I, did I say that? One? No, I That's one of I your think, sayings, for God's I sakes. Think I think they're mutating into <laughs> other. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it is so. So we have with us today. We have the legendary Frank Catolo. Uh, who I just used one I'm of real, his... by the way. Um, there's no legends attacked. I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> no legends. No legends. No nothing. Just, you know, just str- straight across the board, baby. And uh, you can Flesh hear... Flesh and bone. Flesh and bone. And uh, you can hear him on Catola Chronicles each and every Thursday on the old internets. And uh, CatoloChronicles.blogspot.com. He is still uh, making it happen after all these years. And uh, he is the uh, the bar of broadcasting, as he calls himself. And uh, we have got also with us today, Karu Pappets, who is uh, an interesting individual. He's a thought leader. I want to be a thought leader. I want that. Yeah. Well, you I need that a thought. Well, that too. Well, you know, that's 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 kind of the uh, that's 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 kind of the gimmick here. And um Karu is a best selling author. He is also uh he has got one of the coolest Things that he he does these online book signings and he, he he's done things like on the back of a horse, uh, all sorts of different things. And we will I've t- done things on the back of a horse too, but <laughs> not necessarily signing books. <laughs> go ahead. And uh, that name, by the way, let me just interrupt here for a second. Yes, Karu go ahead. It's a great name. Is that your birth name? Yeah. Is this your you friend? Can my- you hear me? Yeah, do you have a microphone anywhere near you? you? I mean, am I clear? Yeah, you're clear. You just seem far away. You don't seem close oh, to let's, me. Let's, yes. let's get them on the back of the horse. How's that? Is that better? <laughs> he's he's coming to us away. from the back of the horse. Carew is a great thought. <laughs> you, don't, you don't meet many people named Carew. Carew. That's right. No, you don't. Actually, I'm the, I'm the first one I've ever met. Uh, <laughs> 
Why, why do you have that name? <laughs> oh, there's a bit of Welsh blood in the family. It's a Welsh name. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you got to have one of these, you know. It's like Jiggy or Catolo, right? <laughs> it's like what? what? <laughs> in Washington State. You live there in Washington State and uh, with a Welsh background. I'm sorry, Jiggy. I didn't mean to take No, you're good. You're good. This this, this, this is what I had envisioned when we, oh, when okay. we put this together. Right. It would just be us three chaps chatting here. So. Sure. Absolutely. I learned I learned that the, the hard way the first time I, I got in there and I was like, what did I get myself into? And then I realized I was in I was in deep. <laughs> that, was my se- that was my second thought as a thought leader. Uh. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk. Let's talk about thought leading. Yes. Is it a, yes. you, know, you don't often hear that. This is Carew, my thought leader. What? I don't know the name. I never heard the name, and I don't know the profession. Tell us about the profession now that we know you're Welsh. A thought yes. leader. Well, I'm a thought leader in my own mind, so that's the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet the well, thought. I think, compliment. you know, it's, it's funny, Frank. Um, I, was on a, um, I was on a TV show a few years ago, and uh, this was with the – I was on a <laughs> – it was on one of these first ever book signings. I, I signed a book on top of Mount St. Helens. And uh, so I was doing a book tour around Washington where I did this book signing on uh, river rafts in the Skagit River. And and uh, we did the first ever book signing on top of the Space Needle. And uh, it goes on and on. And so I was on this new day Northwest. And this the, the gal that was, uh, that was the host on it, she says, well, what did... And this is when I worked. I worked at a ranch, and I wrote the book while I was working as a cowboy in a ranch in southern Arizona. And she says, "Well, well, what do cowboys do all day?" And I was, I said, "Well, they think and think and think and ride and ride and ride." And you know, it's like, yeah, that sounds about right. And write and write and write. So you know, it was one of those pithy answers. And I thought, but yeah, you do a lot of thinking while you're by yourself. And and maybe maybe she really identified with I, thinking and writing. In the metaphor, yes. <laughs> <laughs> knowing the nature of this show, anything anything's possible. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And uh, so, so Carew, tell me and Frank a little bit about these these book signings that you've done, and they just well, all wait, all the you, weirdness. Before you do that, well, before you do that, Jake, I'm a. Is this this particular book that you have that I read about? Uh, that confused the living daylights out of me because you got a, an award for the same book being fiction and nonfiction. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> That's when you know you're a thought leader. That's right. That, there's right? something, let's just say there's something, uh, you know, something cancels out something. What? what? <laughs> something cancels out yeah, something. I, oh, it's a, it's, this is fiction. And right, yeah, I made it up, but it's real. Absolutely, everything <laughs> happened. What is, what is that? <laughs> What is that all about? What is that all about? Gosh, all right, this is like the Inquisition here. It's called talk radio, and that's, that's what right. happens. No one expects the talk radio Inquisition. Oh, my gosh. This is like the hot seat on the back of the horse thinking away. So... No, oh, that was that, that no. Was we're not. We're not some Seattle. We're not some Seattle Good Morning Zoo TV people who, you know, <laughs> will think about thinking and writing and have no idea what you're talking. about. we know cowboys, Jiggy and I, don't we? Yes, indeed. Okay. Yes, so, indeed. That's right. Let us let us let us in on this uh, because it was. I it will was, let you. Actually, I'm in both. I'm in Washington and Arizona, so it's it goes both ways. So I got the best of all worlds. But uh, Frank, to answer your question, it's a good question. So um, I think what happened was that they took the book as a, well, it, it reads very realistically. You know, you have to put down fiction or nonfiction. I was upfront about it being fictional and they said, well, it couldn't be, so it isn't. And that's the way it is because these letters sound way too real for it to be fictional and, and plus they're, I think the nonfiction part of it, because they're sort of letters of how to live life. So I think that's where they ran with it. But you know what? In the in the grand scheme of things, it's a heck of a strange honor to have, you know, the first book ever to be. And people go, well, how can that be? I go, well, look at our current political system. <laughs> Anything's possible. 
Well, wait a second, though. There's there's not an author on the face of the earth I've ever put two or three words down in fiction that wasn't somehow based on uh, on experience and people they know and, and, sure. and characters they've met and everything. So, and yet uh, to categorize it as fiction. It's not, you know. I mean, can you, are we now going to? just make one big category that, uh, well, you know, I knew a guy like this. I guess that makes this non uh, nonfiction. I mean, what are we saying here? <laughs> I, well, I mean, really, I don't know. I don't no, know. Look, I'll, I'll be honest. The thought leader has no thought on this. <laughs> I, <laughs> you stopped him, Catola. <laughs> they, they, they gave me the laurels. All I did was run with it. You know, I'm at this point, I was like, hey, who are they? Whoever that was, I don't even know. I, I won those awards years ago, so okay. whoever whoever gave me those, I'd have to take a look at. But I didn't. I, you know what's <laughs> funny is? Take a look at. I didn't even realize that I had won that nonfiction uh, uh, title until I don't know, maybe a year later. I just. I gathered up the awards. I just I got, ran I got with more, it. I got more news for you. I think you're the only one who ever received it. <laughs> oh, it's well. <laughs> I don't see any, you know, uh, I put out a book of memoirs, uh, and but I was uh, but I, it's in the fiction. It's in fiction, and and uh, I promoted it as this is what happened or what I think happened, uh, which suddenly made it uh, you know fiction as opposed to yeah. not. But but I don't. So I didn't know. I I mean it was prominent in the promo piece so i figured i gotta ask this i gotta find out what kind of marketing strategy is this you know? yeah it's pretty good look at that we got 10 minutes off of just this i'll tell you what why did you this think not... <laughs> did you think while you were managing your thoughts did you think that we were gonna what not not have much to talk about oh are you kidding when i first got on this show i don't know this is my third time i'm oh, ready really? I'm strapped into the I'm strapped into the back of the horse now. I'm we're at full gallop. You're you're committed, Carew. I am committed, man. I feel like I'm a regular. So are your followers the Carew crew? That would be good. Oh, would be good. The crew, the crew, right? There we go. <laughs> So this book is this is the the main book that you go doing uh, uh, signings for at various places. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the the backstory on this um, on the, this was my third published fourth written or fifth fourth I think written book maybe fifth I have to think back on it now. Um, uh, so the the big I don't know do you know about the book's basic premise the the uh, the father is uh, what left before with the well, when she was pregnant or when she when the kid grew up or something and then he yeah wrote, yeah they they separate under these circumstances and all that but he basically writes these these letters were written very long ago and and the, and uh, were given to the kids on their tenth birthday they grew up with these letters of life and these are, these letters are sort of practical moral spiritual letters of how to live life and how to live life to the fullest so, so okay but wait a second this guy this yeah. guy left the family right. He, the kids were not born. The kids weren't born, so he never went back and saw them. He sent them letters. Let me get this straight. There's a man left a pregnant lady who eventually had two of his children. He found out about the children. He left and wandered around the country or the world, right? No, he ended up on a cabin. He was going to go die. He, he actually went to die in this cabin, and that's where he was brought up well, as a kid. So it was up in the mountains. Why did he leave? The, the the lady again well that's that's the that's one of the mysteries behind you know it's a lot like uh casablanca you know the ending of casablanca is so great because it's like well louis you know what does he what does he say at the end you guys remember he goes this is the start of a it's like it's a great ending i always forget it's part of a wonderful relationship yeah something yes. like that right and so you you know that wow god he just lost the love of his life and he he's gonna be hunted down by the nazis and so it has this sort of fascinating ephemeral ending that that you have to you know you paint the picture for him i, I think that's what hollywood does but here's the problem with that i have with that immediately because i and i read the book so i don't know if something yeah. get but 
if he's if he left and the next and he's only getting in touch with letters, right? And he's telling kids. No, no, he, the, the letters, they only receive the letters and their tenth birth. So there's no communication whatsoever. And what the, and so what's fascinating here, this is really, Frank, this well, is well, what's wait, amazing. I can't go any far. I can't go any further. No, 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 no so what's fascinating is, 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 wow, it's not even fascinating that it's, it has to do with tragedy. It has to do with, yeah, I, right. I ran this by so many women because I was afraid of this. I was afraid of putting this book out. I, I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to have them, cr you know, crash up in Alaska and end up in the cabin. They find it years later. That would have been the easy way out. But what was fascinating about using this premise, and I ran it by a, a ton of women, and none of them balked at it. None of them. And I said, why? Why don't you? Because I look at this and I go, why didn't this guy go back? Okay. And the women said, we own tragedy. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Really? Okay, but these kids, these kids yeah. are getting letters from their father who has done this and left and never came back and hasn't seen them and is making no attempt whatsoever. But no, he's he, right. They're, they're, born, they're born as as after his death. Yeah, well, this is even worse. <laughs> That's even worse. Well, I think. Wait a second. Wait a second. I think we're getting caught up. And so getting caught up in that part, but the letters themselves, just to just to move the, the needle forward a bit, the letters themselves are, they're also letters of redemption. I mean, he's also, you know, he and his wife, whatever happened between them, that was between them. And she, she writes the only letter that's not written by him in the entire book. There's three letters written, one by the wife, one by the editor, and one by, and then all the, all the letters to the kids. So it's a real, first person narrative of what this guy goes through and in trying to achieve not only push uh, getting his kids to understand the practical elements of life but also try to see achieve some sort of redemption and they ultimately become love letters to his wife and it's a okay. so there's a there's I, a I lot of that, I don't understand how he's you said he's teaching them morally he's teaching them something about living life yeah that at the right yeah and, and these kids are going, wow, isn't it great having a dad who knows all this stuff and never even had the goddamn feeling to come back and say, hi, I'm going to look at that guy. I know he was dead. That would you should burn the letters. I don't get the premise. You should burn the letters. It's like, hey, What's screw you, dad. You didn't come back. You're going to teach me? You never came back. You yeah, never the letters, but the wife, but the wife, so, but, but ultimately the wife is the one. She, she actually comes back and says, you know, this is, this is life. We, these mistakes are made, and this was between us, privately, personally. Uh, you know, this is, I. That letter is a really critical letter because it opens up the book to redemption, and that's an interesting place to go in the reading of the letters. So. Well, it's I haven't. A, I mean, I'm being. I'm trying to be fair. I haven't read it, and I don't know what the letters are. But yeah. just on the surface, without knowing that, uh, <laughs> you know, you're saying the premise is the guy is has. We've been writing these letters and uh, telling these kids because you put it a certain way. Yeah. Marlowe how to live, right? How to do good and stuff. What based on the fact that he's the scum. These scum. He's going. Don't do what I did. Or, <laughs> don't do what I did. Yeah, that's part of. Isn't that? Isn't He's that a part son. of redemption. Is is acknowledging that, and so that's part of what his journey is in that too. And that's not even in this smaller book. This is actually an appetizer book to the larger book, which is all two hundred letters. So you're only getting the the kids when they grew up. They decided they want to put forty, thirty of these letters, forty of these letters together in this book, sort of as an introductory, but. This leads you on to the larger book, but it's done well, and it's and I think the fascinating thing about it, not so much to get caught up on on the narrative aspect, is in the reading of the letters. It's been a Rorschach test for people when I'm at book signings who will come up and say, I mean, I mean, it's it's fascinating what they react to and how they react to. Not necessarily, and rarely is it the the narrative of the book as it is the individual letters. And so that's been extraordinary. I mean, I've had people, I mean, I could tell stories. I think I might have even told you one of them about uh, how this, uh, at one book signing, this mother and son were wandering around. And, I, and I'm usually very like, hey, come on over. Don't be scared of the guy with the cowboy hat. And, you know, 
And they came over and said, ah, what's your book about? And I told them, and she says, oh, that sounds interesting. I says, oh, let me pull the interesting knife out of my back. And she says, all right, well, what do you got here? She says, I'm going to do something I've never done before. I says, I'm going to guarantee you this book. And she says, well, how do you guarantee a book? I said, I guarantee that if you pick up this book and turn it to any page, you are going to turn to the next page. And she says, oh, sure. So she picks it up, and I, her son, a teenager, was on his cell phone, and he's talking away, and I said, hey, I'm not talking, he's texting away. I says, hey, I want you to read the book, too. He, says, he looks at me like, oh, yeah, you got, you're a nut. So he picks it up. <laughs> so she turns, she turns one page, two pages, two, two, three pages, and she puts it down, and she says, I'll take two. I said, you're kidding. And I was shocked. And so she goes over to pay for them, and the kid is still reading. And I turned to him, and I said, hey, I got to interrupt you. I said, this, it sort of blows me away that you're reading this book. And he and he turned to me and he said, I said, why are you why are you continuing to read it? And he goes, I don't have a dad. I wish the guy in this book were my wow. father. Oh, you found your audience. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. And, and that type of reaction has happened over and over. I just, I'll, I'll play that card and it's been a wild card to play. But moving on to what Jigs wanted to talk about with the, the book it? signings. Oh, so sorry. one of the things was after a while with the book signings is that they're wonderful, but I like to be outdoors. I like to, and I like to talk, walk the talk of the is central the book part waterproof? of the book. What's that? Is the book <laughs> waterproof? <laughs> yeah, actually in one case it had to be, so. <laughs> well, what part of this is nonfiction then? We, we got to ask that, as personal as that might be, right? What? <laughs> hey, no, that still what, what part in the book? No, well, it's if it's nonfiction also, does that mean yes. uh, you have personal experiences related to getting letters or something, or your relationship with the dad or something? No, not at all. Those oh. were all made up. Oh, it's all fiction then, and it's not. Well, not then, but like it's, 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 it's all like, made up. As you, as you said, you know, you got to got. There's so yeah. much of one inside that book, so yeah. I think they just took whoever gave that that misplaced uh, yeah. fictional yeah. honorarium was thinking that honorarium. these were nonfiction and as a didn't writer, have a chance to refute. As a writer to a writer, where did you get this idea? We all get oh, I think it, well, it was sort of like an early midlife crisis, which I figure are always the best ones to have. So I was, uh, I'd left Hollywood. I, I was working there as a, uh, in the, right? Yeah, right you, you were a set designer? No, no, no. I worked on, I, I worked in the art department. So I did set design on some low budgets, but. There's a, a, a person who wrote, a, I know, a guy I went to college with wrote a, uh, wrote one of the movies you worked on. Forget Who's that. Forget that. Oh, Paris. really? Babalu Mandel, yeah. That's that's so funny. That's amazing. Yeah, what a small world. We used right? to write letters to one another when we left, it, but but yeah, that's, another, <laughs> that's, that's a different that's, story for a different day. That's another story. Tell us about that story. So you did. Uh, so uh, I just noted it was just a little piece of information I noted. But you said you worked in Hollywood. Okay, so yeah. the idea came from where then? Uh, no, well, it, it came from sort of I, you know, I I think living that uh, glitz and glam you know part of Hollywood was was getting to me and uh, I just said god I gotta I gotta get out of here it was sort of like a uh, like I said early midlife crisis and I ended up driving around the west sort of a um, like a walkabout like the Australian Aborigines do except you know in America do a driveabout they looked a lot different yeah yeah <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> I ended up by hook and by crook, uh, working as a cowboy in a ranch. My granddad had a small ranch when I was growing up in Washington. So I sort of came around full circle and I ended up out there entirely by myself and that, that pin just sort of picked itself up. It, it This is what it wanted to do and it, it started off. You know what's funny, Frank? Mm. I wrote the first 100 pages and I wrote it all by hand. I didn't even have a laptop or anything and this was quite a few years ago. And uh, I said, you know, I was going to write these letters and these letters of wisdom. And here's the here's the thought leader that down the you know, 20 years later down the road, he, this is going to be great. And I'm, and I said, I'm going to sit down and after I've done the first hundred pages, and I'm going to read this thing. And I did, and, and I just said, Wow, what a pile of crap! 
And I, I couldn't believe it. I said, this is like Mr. Finger wagging, like, ah, do this and do, don't do this. And Mr. Finger wagging. That's right. You know, just the very thing I'd hate to have. I'd hate to read. I hated to read it. And, uh, but I, I persevered and then a whole story emerged and then the letters became much more interesting. And I mean, it was a, it was a sedimentary evolutionary process to write. It took years. Did you have a relationship that you left at any time or did you have that experience? Oh, yes. Yeah. Several Mm -hmm. times. Once or twice or three times. Five or seven. So you, uh, okay. So you drew upon, obviously. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 Did you write letters? Pardon me? Did you write letters or did you have children? I mean, was there any Never. I never, not not up to that point that I knew of. Okay. And then it uh, came, and then what? You, uh, you had an agent, or you just went to a publisher, or what? What? Who? Uh, no, I actually sent it. <laughs> so, that's a that's an interesting story because I went out. Um, you know, I had an agent back in. Duh, 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 duh. Oh my gosh, early '80s. God, name. I can't think of the guy's name right off the he- top of my head, but uh, he had long since passed away, and I sort of thought I probably wouldn't be writing anything except screenplays, and so. Um, so when I got, when I finished the book and I finished editing it with my editor and brought the book out, I thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to get this out, you know, do the usual, send it out, the query letters and all whatnot. And I'd get back these, these great, oh, we love the book and da, 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 but something, 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 you know, sometimes I, once I had three agencies, they were all yeah, buying for it. And I was like, oh God, this is it. This is what you want. You know, you get to <laughs> have the ultimate and. And then one after the other, and I was like, what the heck? You know, it was always some small thing like, oh, we have a bo- we're a boutique agency of four agents, and, you know, three of us loved it and one didn't. I thought, oh, okay. But it became sort of like, guys, what's going on here? And then the last whatever rejection letter or rejection thing, and I called the guy. I said, what the heck, guys? You guys love it, but what's the deal? And, and I said, tell me the truth. And the guy goes, well, you're a nobody. And I go, well, no, really tell me the truth. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. I can take, I can take it. <laughs> Did you tell said, him? What do you mean? You don't have a platform. And I go, what's a platform? I mean, really, I had really been off the reservation for, for a few years. I mean, with nothing around, no, no input. I was, I was in a whole nother world, writing world, right? And, and writing and writing. And uh, you, you need a following. I said, what what following look all you got to do is write you guys love the writing. yeah we love the writing but you don't have a following and we can't oh my i said seriously so i it was at that point i mean the social media following of course and i says god if i'm gonna do this i guess i guess if i'm gonna dance with the devil i'd 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 rather lead so i just sort of embraced it and ran with it and now i have all these Hundreds of thousands of followers. I, I don't even know anymore. I just I know the YouTube stuff is fun. Who's counting? Because that's ultimately where I ended up having a blast and getting a million plus views with all the the videos and stuff. And and that was uh that's because I got tired of doing book signings. Well, what what do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, uh, videos and uh, what else? What else do you do? Or what came out of this that is? Uh, well, so you know, after that- a while, it's comes from just you being an author and i thought god you know this is there's a lot of different ways to get the message out about this book i mean you can you can read it you can read pages you can do that and i thought no i, I want to walk the talk of this book. the central premise of the book is really to live life to the fullest and i thought well how do you do that and i says well what do you like to do do you like to do you like to be outdoors do you like to do things outdoors what does that mean well, it's what Jiggy said, you know, for example, coming up with the idea to, and it wasn't just writing a, doing a book signing on a horse at Barnes and Noble. I did a first ever digital book signing on a horse. So I literally pressed a button on a, an iPad and uploaded the book to Amazon. And there it was. So it was a, it was a double header. And they and there's a whole countdown that was, they were all doing, and so they all knew that they were part of this quote unquote history. And then I just started going, well, what else can I do next? And then you know I thought about the Northwest and going out Mount St. Helens, and then I did a radio interview on top of there, and then got all that press, and then I did a first ever modern day whistle stop book tour. 
it was it was on Amtrak and it was the entire East Coast starting in Orlando, ended up in Niagara Falls. And I would sign books on the train and have a book signing and get off and then go to Barnes and Noble or go to Costco and do another signing and get on again. And, you know, and people this say, is where you got your following. You say you say you went out and got your following by just what you preaching the uh, yeah preaching yeah, the, uh, you know, walk my talk basically and it was a it's and it's been a blast and and really you well, know, what do you able, do what do they do they sign it I mean people just show up and they don't know your book right and you you're there going I'm selling this book and it means you should live your life I mean what do you do that gets their attraction and you just a guy selling a book and no I don't it's, it's, it's not even. I don't even have to sell it. I mean, I think you know that when you have it's sort the of beginning. But no, you said you did this to try to get a following, correct? Yeah, but I did this to create hoopla, right? I mean, you get a following because you create an event like no other, and so and then, who is doing all your your um, um, you know ad publicity and stuff like that? How do you get your you're word looking, out? You're, you're looking at them. So you told. You just sent out to all the local places. No, I mean, asking about the mechanics of this. this yeah. The mechanics. I mean, I did have assistants that would set things up. And I, you know, after a while, Barnes & Noble knew who I was. And so that that cleared the way. And then, you know, I was in Costco. So I'd make a call to Costco and they'd ship the books there. And I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I mean, you're asking really good questions about. Well, you ship the book. But wait a second. If, you, if you're on the road doing this and you already have the book, who published the book? It was independently published. Oh, okay. That, yeah, but I, so you you went okay. That yeah, yeah. I took it over because, you know, at the, at that point in the game, I thought, God, I could wait forever. And I think, I think, well, Frank, what the biggest part was, is I didn't trust the publishing industry. I didn't trust them to do right by me. And I figured, you know what? I've been down this road before. I know what it's about. I know how this. I know how this game works. I thought I can I can design. I mean, I I even got an award for design. It's not in the it's not on the book cover or anything. But you know, I know how to design a book. I know how to market. I know how to, not just books, but I this is part of my my background. Sure. And and so I thought, no, if I do this right, we're we're gonna do fine by this. And at that some later date, you know, when you have a gazillion followers and you've sold forty thousand plus books or whatever, then I'll I'll get an agent and they'll come slobbering to me and say, yeah, well, we, you, you actually have a platform. And I go, yeah, I'm somebody now. Right. Woo. You're on the Jiggy Jaguar show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look how far you've come. <laughs> After this, it's downhill. I'm telling you. <laughs> I love so that. So that was, uh, and then, and then I took, I took a different, uh, detour, Frank. I went, um, I really like getting kids excited about reading books. And uh, and I thought, all right, let's do the I Love to Read series. And I didn't call it that time. I just figured I'm going to have the book and I'm going to be, well, we'll start with the horse again that I got married on and did the book signing on. So um, so I would look up for, at the camera. You know, I'd be reading the book on the, on the back of the horse and I'm turning some pages and I look up and I go, I love to read. And then I'd spur the horse and I love to ride. Boom, you take off and that's it. I mean, it was so short. But the first one, and I actually have it up here, was really funny. We had to do three takes and we had, we put all three takes in because every time I spurred the horse, that horse just let out a fart that would what would that would quit the devil. I mean, it was like and we just we howled. And then we did it a second time and it was louder, like this guy knew. And the third time, we just we left it all in, and that sort of started the whole series. And, um, farts and, and you want to farts and kids reading. Yeah. That, oh, it's a combination. I just happened. <laughs> it's, but that's yeah, good. Yeah, and then we did. Oh yeah, my gosh! Tell us about this. Have, yeah, but yeah. this is all part of. Like, just don't you're getting ahead of yourself. Like the yeah. other people don't know this, and I don't know this either. So I'm acting like a member of the audience here, and that is that what you this kids reading this literacy thing, right? The kids. Yeah. Okay, that became part of your uh, uh, your your bag of tricks then. Uh, to sell the book, but now get kids to read more, right? This yeah. is a okay, and it's what kind of a movement is this, or is it a, a a you know based on what? How I mean, how do you do how do you do this along with selling the books? Well, I get kids. Well, for me, it's it's much more it's less transactional than it is 
a way for me to keep engaged and, you know, commensurately, you know, adults will look at that and say, whoa, what's he doing? But the, the, the idea was to get kids questioning, why is this guy fly fishing and reading? Why is he climbing and reading? Why is he playing putt-putt and reading? Why is because he every one of those things is very dangerous. The yeah, way well, it's, it. well, fly fishing. I think it's great that you have a, uh, that behind all this is the fact that you want kids to read. Kids should read more in any part. Sure. Uh, read, yeah. read well and read books and, you know, don't just uh, read your phone and, you know, other things. So that's a, that's a very legitimate, noble thing that you're doing along with it. But uh, yeah, Frank, here's the, here's the catch. Here's the wild part, isn't it? Yeah. What? You're, what? I'm doing using something. YouTube. I mean, <laughs> I'm using YouTube to get kids to read. Well, that's good. Yeah, well, think about what I figured. If I'm going to reach them, let's go in through the back door. Let's let's go in the back door of their brains, and they're going, huh. And and then what I'll do is I work with teachers, mm -hmm. and I'll send out a, a primer, and it'll say, you know, here's a way to get kids to ask these questions. It's like, why is this guy doing it? Why do why does this? What's an author? What does an author do? Do authors do this? You know, where is this at? So you ask all these questions, both social, you know, like the ge geographical questions. Where is it at? Where's the part that I have stuff up in Scotland and Greece and um, Iceland and Norway and and then around the United States and in San Francisco and Washington, D.C. and L.A. and New York. And so, and so kids are like, wow. And so it combines all this in a way. And and there it is, front and center, always the legacy letters with its, you know, I'm reading it and there. And, and so it connects it in sort of a backhanded way. Yeah, subliminal to, advertising, not very subliminal. Uh, well, getting kids to read uh, in any possible way. If you can make a few bucks doing it, I'm not done. Not, no one can say anything about that. But I mean, no, but it's, it's, there aren't a lot of people out there, you know, telling people. So that that's a that's a good thing. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. And it's a blast. It's a blast. Are you kidding well, me? I'm a kid again. So I, I watch it where I tell them to read, though. I mean, kids, you know, they are, I can read and ride a horse, wild horse. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah but isn't that, isn't that a cool part of that, that there's another well, way to be rather than a gamer, right? Well, it gets, well, yeah, it gets their attention, but uh, yeah. it yeah. doesn't make reading a, uh, uh, but, you know, but reading is a passive, uh, I think it's interesting how you take a passive activity and add it to an, an active you know, something that's active. So, you know, I mean, reading and writing are two things. You don't want to do those together. and But you get the attention of people, uh, yeah. you know, because reading is, is a pass. I'll face it, it's passive. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. You know, it's well, you're the first one to ever put it together like that. And that's sort of the 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 free song, right? You, you mash these two things together and people go, wow, I never thought about that. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like putting nonfiction and fiction together. I know you that's correct. I, I guess you know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's that's right. I'm going to hail by somebody's petard by the end of the day, but I'm you're a fascinating fellow, Karu. I love that name. I you know <laughs> got stuck with Frank <laughs> Karu. <Yeah>. Karu. <laughs> That's great. That's a tough name. I, you know, you, there's a guy who chews nails, rides horses. That's good. Andrew Reed, which, you know, it also takes reading, which, you know, let's face it, ch some children still probably consider it, you know, a studious academic thing. That's for all those, you know, yeah. five smart old smart ass, ass guys, kids. You know, it takes it and puts it into a, a context where it's like, it's okay because you can read anything, you know? So, uh, that that you know, I like. So I, the most interesting thing to me is how how you're uh, uh, impressing uh, a generation to to read uh, what yeah. they read. Tell the story, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter what you read, and uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really become fun, you know. And I still, and then the it, it's really interesting too, Frank. And you, you know, having published and been in the industry, you. It, the publishing industry is really stayed. They're just, you know, as much as they like to think they're hip and modern and all this, they really aren't. No, they, right? And they look no. at this stuff. They look at they look at me like I've got twelve eyes. I mean, like what in a tailed boot? They just don't even know what to do with it. So I'm like, fine, I know what to do with it. I'm running with it, having a blast. Are you kidding? This is great. 
Yeah, that's good. I mean, you got to have fun too. Yeah, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So, and I get to do all these great, really wild interviews on these, these, uh, these shows that uh, that have authors and and. Uh, I would ask you one question about the. I want a question about let, uh, letters because that also comes into play. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm my show tomorrow night. Whenever it's on, is, is, <laughs> I'm going to start talking. I'm going to talk about you know handwriting Whatever letters again. How, how how powerful it is now today. Yeah, people because people don't do it. And the handwritten letter has an entire different, uh, you know, has an, a, a power to it now because nobody yes. does it anymore. So yeah. you know, it's a special thing. And uh, um, but reading your book is about, is about this guy and the guy, you know, letters as a major communication with somebody. Yeah. Uh, have kids who've read it or mom uh, mothers said to kids because you know, i didn't have a father or whatever have they have they said uh, anything about letters being important in in communication i mean has anyone said so, oh, kids I, say, i'm I, gonna write a letter you know i never wrote so one. i think you're gonna i think you're gonna like this frank all right so i took <laughs> i took the letter writing idea we we're on a, now we're going on to a really fun tangent this has been over the last couple of years so one of the I was I was talking to kids about uh, what this is a class where my my son was and I think it was a bunch of fourth graders I have to remember but and I'm and I'm reading some sections of the book and I'm reading this letter called how to say please and thank you it's a, it's one of the simple ones up front and um, and all of a sudden I'm looking at the kids I'm reading the book and I'm just going oh yeah this is really reaching them you know like oh god you know guy with the cowboy hat reading this preaching this you know this this letter and I and I just like usual, these these things will pop into my brain, and all of a sudden, I had this vision of a giant thank you letter the size of a football field. And I turned to them, I said, "Hey, what do you think about writing a thank you letter the size of a football field?" Oh God, that woke them up. I mean, it was like I I was, you know, it was like here's here's a pile of cocaine and throw it around the room. Bro, yeah, they just all woke up. And I thought, wow, wait, 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 the kids, wait a second, the kids woke up when you brought up the cocaine? <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? Hey, you know, yes. what is no, this? Was another, like you just, that? You know, it was like throwing at me, it was like throwing candy on the floor, and they all just like, oh, there's candy, just, oh my yeah. God, this is okay. great. And they all just, you know. Didn't expect the analogy, but go ahead. <laughs> now, on this show. That is great. <laughs> so, so the kids. <laughs> So the, so the kids were all hyped up. It's a cocaine, baby. This is a this is a great idea. So you know what I said? Yeah. I said, okay, let's do it. And they go, okay. And I was like, okay. And so about oh, I don't know. That was in the spring. I uh, we I ended up creating National Thank You Letter Day on November fourteenth. That's awesome. And we rolled out the world's largest handwritten thank you letter the size wow. of a basketball court if you go to national thank you letter day.com you will see the pictures of it okay so i mean we and i literally had the handwriting class i i did at first i tried to write it thinking i'm a fourth grader i couldn't do it so i said look i want you to write thank you letters to whoever you want your parents, your aunts and uncles, to somebody who served in the service. I don't care, whoever you want to write to. And then we'll take parts of that letter and we'll put it in this letter. So that's what I did. And, mm. it, and it comes across very much that way. And you can, you can read the entire, I mean, it's only five simple two-line paragraphs. Um, but it, it's a letter. It has a date on it. And it's, you know, to my mom, I think it's to to my mom and dad and my parents or my teachers or whatever, but it's to teachers and mom and dad and that's it. And then and then we had all 600 plus kids at the school sign it and everything and we got on local TV and it was a big hoopla. So, you know, what do you, what do, you do after that? Well, what do you do with a giant handwritten thank you letter? Well, you have to where send it. Where was it written on what? On, yeah. on butcher paper. We put together a giant single sheet of we had to we had to tape it all together. Okay, I see. I get you. Yeah, okay. yeah. So right. yeah, there's the mechanics of it, right? We're back to the mechanics. <laughs> all right. As big as a basketball field? Big as a basketball court. <laughs> uh, but you must have been hell finding an envelope for that, huh? Okay. Hey, Frank, you're leading. You're so good at oh, this. Right. So what do you do with a giant handwritten thank you letter? Oh, I have a thought. You, 
I'm a looking thinker. I'm a think whatever it was you said. A thinking so, looker. All right. I'm a thoughts thinker. Right. <laughs> thinking looker. I'm a thought thinker. A go thought ahead. thinker. There you go. There you go. Catello's a thought thinker now. Thought thinker. Huh? So guess what? <laughs> what you do with the largest handwritten thank you? You have to send it. Yeah. So oh, jeez. We created the world's largest envelope. I knew that was coming. <laughs> the world's largest stamp. And it was postmarked by the U.S. Postal Service. We put the entire thing in a postal truck and sent it to our sister school about 10 miles away. We took it out. We delivered it. So it's an wait, official. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, you're not getting away with this without telling us. Huh? <laughs> you're not getting away, getting away with, away with, with this. this. How much us. did that cost? What, what did, did they weigh it or what? Oh no! Well, no, because the they, on. you know, they they were they were cool with it because it got them attention too. So it was one of those things. So they didn't. You didn't have to pay for it. Well, God, I mean, how many stamps fit on it? No, you asked these questions. <laughs> I said, no, 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 Frank, I would have had to create the world's largest scale to. Leave it. <laughs> oh, God, well, on. I mean, you can't just tell me that you make oh, a. Oh, your bust my balls on the kick show. You just tell me you sent an envelope the size of a basketball field through the post office and not expect me to ask how much it cost. Oh, my God. It's crazy. I, you know, I mean, you sound like, well, hey, you know, they didn't do it. But you're telling me they didn't. They just said, okay, it's good publicity. Just yeah, do it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I gave her a penny and a kiss, okay? So that's, <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's that a, was the going rate for that scheme. That's the going rate. That's a good one. That is a okay. good one. Oh, my God. And we had to roll this thing up. It was this, I mean, this thing rolled up like a 25 foot burrito that we had, we had 12, I don't know, 12, 14 kids. It was pitched on their shoulders. We couldn't even get it out of the doors. It was so big. We had to undo the doors. It was, it was fun, but we got it into the, the truck. We unrolled it and it was, it was amazing. We delivered it. To who? Um, what was it? One address, right? Well, who got it? Who received it? Uh, it was Sarita Intermediate Middle School. I mean, again, all that information, if you look at it, is on the uh, nationalthankyouletterday.com. Okay, yeah, I will look at that. Yeah, it's fun. And, you know, that goes to the heart. And then we, and then the, the post office actually delivered, um, or they gave us um, 600 pre-stamped um, postcards so the kids could send thank you letters to whomever they wanted to. Mm. So, you know, what's really funny is, uh, and the moving part of this is, um, I got a, I got a letter. I got, my wife and I got a letter a few days later. It was from our son, which really shocked me, right? I mean, you figure the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh yeah, it can fall far from the tree. But I have it right here. Hold on, hold on. Ah, there it is. is so I'm, gonna read, I'm gonna read it to you. Okay. And he said, dear mom and dad, Thank you for all the wonderful times I've had with you. I love you, and I am so glad I was born into this family. P.S. I would write more, but I can't. The postcard is very limited. And he put love his name. Wow. <laughs> was like, your son lives somewhere? Where's your son live? Or is that just a, I mean, was that just an, an he lives somewhere and actually sent you something? Or did yeah, he, he lived in our, lives in our house. Oh, oh, that's what I, that's what I meant. So yeah, no. So he good. sent it from sent school because they had the they, oh, the, the kids all send it, and I was surprised to get one. But coming back to what you're talking about, the the power of the handwritten letter, yeah. and you know, I talk a lot. I've been talking about a lot about um, I for Valentine's Day why it's important to do a handwritten letter, and you know, of course, I talk about uh, God. I did a show. You're gonna Jake. You're gonna love this. <laughs> we I did a cursive writing show. Talking about you know why cursive writing is so important. Wow, cursive writing! I love oh, cursive writing and handwritten letters. Oh, and guess what? It was one of those um, Westwood One shows. Some, some guy, some Jimbo Hannon. That was it. Jimbo Hannon. I was on his Jimbo show Hannon. one time. And, Jim, you know. Jim, jumping Jimbo Hannon was on that show, and it was <laughs> like oh, it was an hour Hannon. long thing, and it was it was in the evening. He comes back. He says. It, you're, you're lighting it up, man. He says, well, you, can you stay another hour? This, he went three hours. And people were just wow. like, 
handwritten. Yes, you need to. Be. It was about talking about cursive being in schools or not being. You know how they were yep. taking it out of schools. And yep. Arizona was actually bringing it back in. Which so was you, nasty. it wasn't just hand. Wait a second. This had a specific. It was. Cur- it had to be cursive. Was it yes, just it had to be a letter? So yeah, yeah. So that. Why was, did you? Why did you pigeonhole it like that? Why wasn't it? Can you just write a letter? Why would it be cursive? Oh well, that was the. You mean why on that show? Well, I don't know. If you're saying, if you're saying like you're promoting writing letters, but it wasn't. It was writing letters specifically in cursive because why? No, could- it wasn't even writing letters. It was just. It was about the whole cursive controversy that you know. Is there a cursive controversy? Is what is what is it? Oh yeah, they I, a, a couple years ago they uh, they, oh, they, they started taking it out of schools. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good. They did that. <laughs> That's good they did that, it says Catello. You know, I once, I once failed a major New York Regents test because I printed an essay. I was, I was, I was, uh, I failed because I printed, <laughs> and it was a good essay with great words, but they said it should be cursive. And I said, you should be shot. That's, that's <laughs> you should be. Of course, you did. Why, why would why would I be, why would I be just, why wouldn't you read my stuff because it's not cursive, and what is where does cursive uh, what is I mean I'm not against cursive but it's not just cursive why cursive, it, why is this a controversy why do people want people to write cursive I, that might be a whole other topic anybody ever heard of this before? <laughs> oh Frank it's a whole other topic oh yeah, yeah it is baby it, it is. I guess, you know, and just because at part and parcel of not only cursive, but even the printing, I think it's part of the going to hell in a handbasket. Like kids aren't reading as much. Yeah. Definitely not right. Writing skills have just jumped. Just because everybody's on these damn phones and all this shenanigans. I just cursive. I mean, there's no cursive when on phone anywhere. Well, who writes cursive anymore anyway? Where where is it used? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well. I, but but I also write in Roman numerals too, and most people are like, "What the fuck I don't, is that?" I don't, <laughs> the things you find out on this show. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know about this thing because I'm an, I'm an anti cursiver. I guess. I'm an anti cursiver. I'm, I'm gonna be an I'm an anti cursiver. You know what? We had to go on this. We had to go on a circuit together. You know, just like, uh, <laughs> like discussing evolution. You know, the old. Uh, those days, you know, we could have, we could really rev it I up. I can't remember that far back, but I'll try. <laughs> I, yeah, why? Oh, you know, can we could be, well, I mean, like a pro and a con, just from yeah, cursive? Yeah, that be you, great? You've established everything. <laughs> oh, my God, we could have these really oh. personal, and at the end, we could have like a slugfest, and it would be all over YouTube. And we're I getting over. <laughs> I just I'm going to look this cursive thing up. I don't Oh, I'm going to I'm I'm looking up some stories right now to send to you, Catolo. Yeah, what, what is the what is the value? I mean, what is, what are cursive why is, does anyone want cursive back? What does it mean? I I think it's a buy. Wait a second. Uh, the thought leader is without a thought. <laughs> the thought leader is without a thought. Just because they took it out of schools because they made no. it Oh, I think it's I think it's part of the whole diminishment of of writing in general, and I think it's. Is there a diminish? When you, I don't get that at all. I don't. So, understand. so here's a really fascinating scientific thing. So, when kids mm-hmm. are first learning to hand write, you know, like A's and B's and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, there's people who say, oh, you don't even need to do that. You just use a keyboard. Well, guess what? When you hit an A on a keyboard, it's the same as hitting a B. It's the same as hitting a K or an L. When you actually print something and or write something, but first of all, you print something. Yeah, but cursive sim- is a font. Cursive is a style and a font. It's not a letter. I mean, the letter, it's just you write it a different way. It's, well, but, 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 wait, I'm, coming, I'm coming back to the sort of the continuation of that. So when you actually write an A, you send an electrical impulse, a, a physiological impulse through your arm, up to your head, to your brain, and, and it makes an imprint. In 2013 on your on your brain and that's an a but you don't get that with keyboards and so they they're seeing that that correlation between kids not they're learning how to read slower because they can't recognize letters now with that said well how does cursive play into to that and i think it's just another way of having manual dexterity skills that are further imprinting the idea of you know if you write and enough times or a word enough times whether you're printing or you're you're handwriting it. I think it 
it physically imprints it on your brain for longer. I think that's part of and that's part of what they're saying. Now I can, can I, I, I yeah, but I don't I yeah. But but why that's now if you're gonna do cursive, then you should do other styles. Or we teach teach kids to write in old English with the with, with, <laughs> Change them to you know, write in old fun. English. I mean, no, no, the cursive is a way they, they created it so you could write quicker, so you could take notes and could write quick. Oh well, I don't know. I'm just don't get it. I guess I have to read more about it. Uh, why? Uh, I, I just, I just sent you bias. an article, Frank. Yeah, no, that's not bias. It's like, I, uh, tell me why, why it's important. Oh, I Frank, you were, you were traumatized. Come on, this is cursive. <laughs> is, are you kidding? I, I start, I was a pain in the ass from the beginning. I saw, I wrote and I wrote hell. I wrote hell and I wrote, you know, and I, so I knew lowercase and uppercase and I wrote well and they said, yeah, but it's not cursive. It's like, well, you know, what does that mean? You know, I'm going to be writing. You're talking about publishers being unfair. I mean, what about, what about teaching? You can't, you can't, it's nothing. You got to learn cursive. You know, it's like, I want to You got to learn cursive. Like, you know, I, I don't get it. What is, why would anyone, I'm just trying to find out, why would anyone go, yes? Cursive. Uh, Why? Can we bring Can we bring Freud on the show? This would be fantastic. To, you, you know what's oh, you, is Freudian? I I, I I did a look up here, and apparently, in because uh, this is part of the article that I sent you, Frank. Uh, in ninety uh, two thousand thirteen. Uh, seven states california idaho indiana kansas massachusetts north carolina and utah are now fighting to keep cursive in the curriculum because apparently the common core education standards dictate that cursive no, will no longer be taught in elementary schools but why but why you know you can't tell me something shouldn't be if you don't know tell me why 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 do they why is it bad to lose cursive <laughs> I don't know. That's what I don't understand. I, is this a Jesus thing, or I don't know? Is this a Jesus thing? That's awesome. That is fantastic. I do it away with cursive, and someone goes, I, "You're kidding. Life will never be the same." <laughs> I, I've already tweeted that out. It's a Jesus thing. It's a Jesus thing. Okay, well, it, part of the article says that advocates for learning cursive, yeah. in, including okay. uh, this so, uh, Idaho representative, argue that the more areas of the human brain are engaged when children use cursive handwriting than when they keyboard. Okay, so there are studies? Where are the keyboard? Where are the studies? No, they're out there. That's what I was talking about. So that's, the, that's part of that. That's part of that what I was talking about before. The, the printing then going to the cursive and it uh, it is it's it's amazing so you what so you make a cursive keyboard i mean can can you do that we should do that then have you can do that with fonts there are fonts that have well, but this is not a he's what what he say i don't know well anyhow the studies and studies and, and uh and the fonts that's of the fonts awesome. and trauma childhood trauma college traumas you know is trauma. I don't know. This is I think it's amazing that that Frank has not heard about this cursive, uh, this maybe, con yeah, cursive controversy. It, well, maybe someone said it to me, and I went, "Well, that's so I'm not going to spend a moment thinking about that. One. That's <laughs> you know, too ridiculous." The, the last know. time Frank was on this program, he didn't know who Joe Rogan is and Spotify and all that stuff, and now we're learning Frank. What's Frank Spotify? didn't know anything What's about cursive. <laughs> I love it. You know, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm a traditionalist. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a, I'm not in those respects. You can't call me progressive, but it's like, you know, I'm for clean language. I mean, straight, clean English language, and don't say things like tweet out because tweet means you're tweeting out. You know, all sorts of stuff that they do on the weather report. Well, now there's tornadic activity, and, and they make up words, and they do things that they're making kids crazy. And then there's a group of people going, not only are they making them crazy, but they're making them print it. <laughs> now I now I'm sorry. Now I'm the uh, now I'm the uh, I'm a man. I'm, I want to go back to the age of reason. I know it's ridiculous, but anyway, that I think it's great either way that you, that you know. I'm just saying, any kind of kid, any kid who writes a letter, you know, I think that's all very good and important. And reading is important, and you know, we're all for that stuff. I just, I'm sorry, this thing got in the way, but I never, I'm, you know, I'm guest. I'm, I'm a guest. No, I love that. This is the Rorschach. I mean, look at what 
Yeah, you know, with creating the world's largest thank you, I would have never had this story. I would have never <laughs> known that there was a, that there was a there was a traumatizing time in someone's life. I get but, it. I, I, I don't get it. it. I just find it fascinating. <laughs> Get it? I, I can see it. What's traumatizing? Oh, that you know this. Yeah, thing? that's traumatizing. The trauma. It's, it's <laughs> traumatizing. To it's the it. trauma. Oh, you're oh you're getting oh I see. So you would but you would uh, what you would march down the street for cursive? I, I don't get it. <laughs> what is that? It's gonna go on a cursive march. <laughs> you see, it's okay. Cursive's okay, but you can't toss out the other thing. You can't toss out however you want to write. However you want to write is what's important. The Million Bomb Cursive March. <laughs> <laughs> write fa- try to write faster with cursive. <laughs> beside that, beside that, in terms of how a person writes, in terms of their hand, the handwriting, you yeah. know, what what good is it if you quickly write a cursive letter to someone and they open up the thing and they go, I can't read one letter in his <laughs> What the hell is he trying to say? Why doesn't he just print it out, right? It's like, that's what's going to happen anyway. Because the sloppiest writing, you've seen cursive. Uh, you've seen yeah. Cursive. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, nobody writes it anymore. So there it's you not, go. It's still, right? always, always write. People just didn't have good handwriting, and cursive made it worse. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I think that Cursive kind of made it worse. No, we that. seriously have to take this on the road. <laughs> this, is, this is better than O'Reilly and Dennis Miller. This, oh my this God. is fantastic. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not traumatized. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just kind of, uh, I'm, I'm amazed. I guess today you got to be amazed at, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah. Maybe it is a Jesus thing. <laughs> I, 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 no I, love, I love that line too. Oh, God, <laughs> well, uh, as yeah. as we as we wrap up here uh, on okay. on this program, but before we let everybody go, uh, so 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 Frank can go organize his, his cursive march. Uh, <laughs> I have work to do. <laughs> Uh, got work to do. Oh, uh, we're gonna fight in the streets with drawn pens. That's, great. that's right. As 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 long as as long as they're you know feathers or, or you know the, the little feather pins. Quills, right? Quills. That's it. Quills. Come on, who wouldn't want to use a quill? Uh, <laughs> Oh my God! I want to start with Carew. How, how do we get your books? Get involved with what you're doing. See all your stuff. Everything, my friend. All the good stuff. It's all that. It's all that stuff. I had a deal with the devil. You know, Facebook. Look up Carew Paprits. Look up on Amazon the Legacy Letters. Go to thelegacyletters.com. You can see all the fun stuff I've been doing all over the years, and and check out that National Thank You Letter Day. That's a lot of fun. Hey, and Carew Tube. That's my YouTube channel, Carew, C-A-R-E-W. Make it the Carew crew. Make it the Carew crew. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. It's a Jesus thing. Just get on there. That's right. That's right. This is great. Maybe that's why we can't read that thing on the top of the top of the cross. Maybe it's in cursive. It's cursive. It's always, you know, you're a kid. You're going, what does that say? Your father says, shut up. That's cursive. You know, <laughs> well, uh, well, Frank, how, how do we get your books, listen to the radio program, all the stuff? Through to YouTube, right? Oh, yeah. No, you. Oh, you. Frank. You're talking about Frank. Yeah, Frank. I'm talking about you, oh, Catolo. Me. me. Yeah. Uh, just, just Google me and find Ooh. crap. <laughs> it's around. You, know. <laughs> you 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 remind me when I always ask IQL Rizzoli how, how do we find you online and he's like just Google me. Yeah, just Google me. <laughs> he's like he, he really doesn't care. Yeah, just go, you know. We, uh, That's funny. There are more important. There are more more important hills to die on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. We call it Quill Hill. Apparently. <laughs> I'm I'm happy, I'm happy uh, that I'm glad that uh, 
uh, that uh, Jiggy uh, uh, put us together, though. This was, yes, was very the, this, informative. This has yeah. been hilarious. <laughs> I like, got to tell you, bar none, this has been one of the best shows I've ever been on. You didn't have to go to the top of Mount Helen to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, it, was, it took less work, but oh my gosh. It took great. less work. And I didn't have to think much as a thought leader. That was the best part. Hey, I'm going to ask questions. I, nobody got oh, you know, yeah. I, I got to know things. Uh, can we do round two like in another, uh, I don't know, another month? <laughs> we may have to. We can have two on my show. Yes, oh, hey, yes. You, you do round two on, on Catola Chronicles on, on yeah, a Thursday night. I'll be in touch. And yes, we'll, that's good, Frank. We'll, we'll make it happen. Jake, thank you so much. This yes, this has been a blast. That, thanks yeah. to both of you guys, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. All good right. night. All right. Adios. That's right. Good night and good luck, <laughs> and have a pleasant tomorrow. I have nothing more to say. <laughs> there you I go. Do. I wait a second. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm done. I have no more thoughts. Thank you, guys. There they go. Catolo and Papritz. Hell of a deal. Uh, that wraps it up here this week for AMFM247.com. And uh, we will see you next week here on AMFM247.com. Peace and chicken grease. We will see you next time. And uh, hell of a deal. Moving can be one of the most stressful things you'll ever do. And at Moving APT, we specialize in Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.